You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose on purpose. Welcome to episode 44 of The Lightwalker's Path, which is also the end of our brief hiatus and our one year anniversary. So thank you so much for joining me, for celebrating this with me and for being here today, because I know that if you are tuning into a podcast like this, that means that you are at the very least open and willing to doing some inner work, some inner exploration and having these really honest conversations with yourself and with the people around you. So if we haven't met before, I'm Serena Myers, I'm your host. And I'm a sacred soul mentor who helps people realize how deeply intuitive they are so that they can claim it and put those gifts to work when they're out in the world. So we are here today and I want to have a really candid conversation. All the episodes on this podcast are really about candid conversations, honestly, but um, we have got some crazy shit happening in the world right now, if I'm going to just be super blunt about it. The, um, let me give you a quick recap about what has been happening and why there was a two-month hiatus on this podcast, because I really had a commitment to being able to show up here every week. I was not expecting to need this time off, but it was a deep act of self-care for me. And so when the coronavirus pandemic hit, I also had a lot of disruption in my personal life and just things were really, really overwhelming. And if you know my journey at all, you know, a few years ago, I had a bit of a nervous breakdown. So I am a bit hypervigilant when it comes to my mental health. And the second anything starts to feel anything close to the uh, degree of intensity that was even close to my breakdown, I tend to scale all the way back immediately, halt everything and invest all of my energy inward. And so while I have absolutely missed coming here and having these conversations with you, it was deeply necessary for my own healing and my own growth. And then as soon as things got quiet with coronavirus, um, and even actually the things that were happening in my personal life, we are now in the middle of this very heightened um, race epidemic particularly in the U.S. And it's something that has been there for generations, but it has now come to a head. And I want to talk a little bit about it in a sort of um, more general way, because I'm not an authority on this subject. And so while I'm doing my own kind of work in terms of, you know, not (laughs) screwing up these conversations, I also feel like it is such a big piece of the spiritual practice. And so I really want to talk about it Um, as part of the conversation today. So today is really about feeling it all. Now, that seems like an ironic thing to come to the table with when I've been away for two months because of emotional overwhelm and anxiety. So let's just call that out and then say, okay, cool. Now, what's the conversation? Because obviously, if I'm here, it means I'm ready to have it. I have um, been really, really witnessing a lot of my own conditioning. And some of it is how I was grown up to believe. Some of it is past life related. Um, Some of it is just what we are um, conditioned and programmed to believe uh, in terms of our gender roles. But there is like this expectation of how we're supposed to show up in the world. Um, We're supposed to be nice. We're supposed to be 
uh, always kind and loving and whatever. And sometimes I am not. And it can be really, really challenging because I'm having these feelings that make me feel really uh, unaligned because they don't feel good. And I, you know, I'm already in this practice of keeping myself in gratitude and higher vibration so I can connect with angels. And and while you'll never hear me identify myself as being part of the high vibe tribe or whatever, I do try to be mindful about what I'm participating in, what I'm taking in, because I know that I'm very sensitive and that I suck things up. But here's the thing. I have gotten to the point where I am so protective of my energy and I know I'm not the only one, which is why I'm sharing this, that I start to actually deny parts of myself when it gets ugly. Last week, I had a day that was so beyond frustrating. I woke up with a nightmare. Then I ended up in a bunch of administrative crap and stress and frustration that had me internally raging so hard that I just said, fuck it, and basically wrote off the rest of the day. Even though my to-do list was super long, I was like, you know what? I actually can't cope with the world right now. I am going to unplug and step back. And it was such a trivial thing. But what I recognize is that when my plate is really full, it'll be the smallest little thing. That'll just be the thing that says, nope, that's it. Time for a timeout. But what if I could approach that differently? What if I could just allow myself to be pissed off and frustrated? And even though it doesn't feel good, even if it feels uncomfortable, why can't I just be in that and use that for fuel or use it for um, training and development and what it reveals to me about myself? Why do I have to reject or shut down shitty feelings? And I know I'm not the only one who does this. If you are at all familiar with my work, um, you'll know that I'm also working on a book about sacred anger, which has been um, in the works for about a year now. I'm writing it in tandem with another book. And I even wrote a blog post about allowing ourselves to feel shitty uh, just this week because I was I was in it. Oh my God. In different ways. Like it's really been a frustrating time for a while. And this is just the everyday frustrations. This is just being human at this point. This is not even the bigger picture social injustices or the gender injustices or all of the ways that fucking suck in the world right now. And what I recognized is that some of it is the conditioning and something of it is just how the feelings live in my body. But I don't like to be uncomfortable. And I avoid it. It's funny because as I'm sharing this, my guides brought forward like, oh yeah, like when you're at the gym. When I used to go to the gym, I felt uncomfortable on every level, like every level. So I had a lot of like body image stuff. I was always one of the bigger people in the gym and it made me super self-conscious. I didn't like how it felt to move my body. So everything felt really stiff and awkward and it didn't matter how diligently I went. It just never really felt good. And those kinds of things actually just discouraged me from going back to the gym. It was like, we are creatures who seek out, you know, positive stimuli. So if something feels really bad, it's going to take a lot to convince us that it's something worth pursuing. But let's look at the gym. Gym is a perfect example for this. If I could have said, you know what, this feels really shitty, but it's really good for my body, or if I could have rationalized it in some other way, I would be so much stronger now because I would have stuck with it and kept going. 
but it's not the path that I chose. And in fact, avoiding discomfort is something that we all do to certain degrees and certain levels. Now, there are times where it's important that we do, that we avoid it. I know that sounds contradictory to what I've just said, but if you are having a time or experiencing something where you are having overwhelming, uncontrollable emotions that are just awful, but you have to go to work or you have to parent your kids or you have to do something where you have to function beyond this emotion. When you have the ability where you can kind of put it in a box and shelve it to be able to get that task done to make it through your day, then yeah, absolutely. I'm not talking about like upheaving your life to feel everything. What I'm saying is make space for it. So if you do have the ability to park it, you also need to give yourself the time to come back and take it off the shelf, open up the box and deal with what's inside. I feel like I'm talking a little bit all over the place here, but it's because I'm feeling this message on so many levels. What is happening right now in so many different facets, globally even, is that we are so unwilling to be uncomfortable that we are not just stunting our own growth, we are hurting other people. If we look at the big mask debate that the coronavirus brought forward, people being really pissed off about being asked to wear masks. And, you know, in one case in the States, somebody actually shot the security guard who asked someone to put on a mask. That is lunacy to me, but that's a conversation for another episode, maybe. It just makes my blood boil. But there is not, like, wearing a mask is not the most uncomfortable thing that we can be asked to do. And that tiny bit of discomfort can have such a big impact because we are protecting vulnerable people. That's really important stuff. And if we are in the position where we don't have, where we have the luxury to not have to worry about that, well, fucking gold stars for you. But that doesn't mean that that's how it is for everybody else in the world. And we have a responsibility to each other. This is definitely playing out with the racial tension that's happening right now in the U.S. where people have had enough, enough. And frankly, white people are so worried about being uncomfortable, whether that's in having awkward conversations where they might have to face some of their ancestral stuff, some of their behaviors now, some of um, the shame that comes with all of that, where they're, where they're avoiding it, but also the discomfort of having the system that has preferred them, that has benefited them, disrupted. These are uncomfortable things. But what is on the other side of that? We are talking about a world where people are actually equal, where we can show up for each other, where we give a shit enough about the person next to us that we are willing to be in that discomfort, to have those conversations, to do that inner work, where we can recognize where we have contributed to this problem, this problem that is not hurting, not inconveniencing, but, and not just making people uncomfortable, it is costing people their lives. It is a fucked up world we're in right now, friends. And normally I want to come on here and I want to be this calm voice of reason that says, hey, what can we learn about this? But it's not about learning right now. It's about unlearning. It's about foregoing. It's about willingness to feel kind of shitty 
so you can do something better. So you can be a better citizen for the world. And that's not easy. I know I'm not asking you to do the easiest things. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be a world to live in? But so long as we have this attitude of, well, if everyone, if it's not everyone doing it, then we're not going to have enough change, then nothing happens. Whereas if you start doing it and then people start witnessing you doing it and then slowly that snowball effect grows. We've talked about that with spirituality. We see that with any kind of good habit. When you start to show up in some way and you become this example within your community, within even just your small social circle, you start to give people permission to do the same thing. Now, we have definitely seen this with the shitty side of things. We've seen this with racism easily. We've seen it with all kinds of bigotry and discrimination. One person thinks that it's okay to be an asshole, and then everybody just kind of jumps on the bandwagon. But why don't we use that same mentality for good? Why don't we, instead of being assholes, why don't we show up and speak loudly about the things that are really important to us? Okay, so let's just get real here. I know that these conversations are scary. I know that you're worried about doing it wrong and doing more harm than good. But you can't let that stop you. Because while you are having the wonderful luxury of saying, oh, well, I don't want to do it wrong, so I guess I just won't do anything, it is costing other people their lives and their liberties. And that's not okay. Not everyone is meant to be an activist. Not everyone is going to be on the front lines at the protests. Sometimes this rebellion takes place with letter writing campaigns. Sometimes it is just sending out the funds that you can to the organizations that can support these people. Sometimes it is sitting down with your racist relatives and having the conversation. It's not always bold and flashy, but it has to happen in whatever fashion works for you, in whatever way you can stretch yourself into, because we're talking about being uncomfortable. But silence is compliance. It is sitting around and letting this stuff happen. And we can't do that anymore. I know you're afraid and I don't blame you. But here's the thing. You can't call yourself a light worker if you're unwilling to shine your light in the darkest of times. This is deep shadow work that is taking place on a global level right now in so many different ways. You have a responsibility. You have claimed this title of light worker for yourself. Now it is time to do that. It is time to put the light to work. And this is where your willingness to be uncomfortable kicks in. It's important that you are open to the idea that you're willing for it to be messy, that you're willing to be uncomfortable within yourself as you look at your own bias 
and your own beliefs and the way that you show up and so much of this stuff is really deep and unconscious. You're not even going to see it play out until you actively choose to look. But when you know better, you can do better. So it becomes your responsibility to take this on. I know that it's hard to do it all. There is a lot of injustice and racial stuff is really hot right now. And we can see it because it's burning so brightly, particularly in the U.S. And it's not it's not the only battle that you can take on. And I'm not saying you have to fight every single one. There is a lot of oppression happening in the world. But you need to prioritize the ones that are most important for you so you can champion them. You need to find ways to make this sustainable because the conversation that I'm talking about, this time that we are going to be uncomfortable, this is not a sprint, it's a marathon. We need to pace ourselves, particularly the people who are on the front lines. I have been praying for them nonstop because they are doing the deepest ancestral shadow work because they are not just out there fighting for us they are fighting for everyone who came before it's not just about creating a better tomorrow it's about ending the patterns that have been systemic for generations for history and so then our responsibility if we're looking at it from the race perspective, our responsibility as white people is how can we support that? We need to share their messages, share their voice, help them amplify their message into bigger audiences. Because frankly, white people tend to listen to white people more. So use your platform and share the message that you receive so that other white people can hear it too. You want to look at where you are sending your money. When something big like this is happening, yes, we want to be focusing on the different institutions that are going to support the people on the front lines. You can be looking at their bail funds. You can be looking at um, individuals who are doing the work. That's who I've been backing. Individuals who are really like out there and rallying and supporting others. In many ways, it's a lot easier when things are blowing up all over the world to figure out where to spend your resources than it is afterwards. But we have to be thinking bigger picture. So when coronavirus hit, the big conversation that I had with my people was think about the world you want to live in after this is all said and done and behave accordingly. So do you want to have old people? Then great. Wear masks, keep them protected. Do you want small business to still exist? Wonderful. Well, instead of ordering from Amazon, buy from your local guy. All these different things. And I feel like that is, from a social justice perspective, it is also super important. If we were to imagine that some of that this is going to end someday, and I really would like to believe that it will, but let's just suspend disbelief for a second. What is the world that we want to live in? And how can I behave to contribute to that now? So we start creating it. So when you don't have protests happening, it might not be as overt about where you spend your money. But find the platforms that are doing the work that you want to back. Find the people. Share their messages. Again, 
use your privilege for good. Because you can. It doesn't ask a lot of you. But words are not enough. We need to back it with action. We need to be willing to be uncomfortable. Because these things that are happening on a global level, they are symptoms of the things that are happening on our little microcosm inside. It is our belief systems and the belief systems of the people who came before us that have created the problem that we are living right now. And we can't pray that away. And we can't love and light it away. And we can't meme it away on Instagram. It's time to do the work. Are you ready to get uncomfortable? Are you ready to explore the parts of yourself that are contributing to this problem? And then once you see, are you ready to make the changes that are necessary so that this can end with us? That is my rant for this week, my loves. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for celebrating this one year together. And I'm looking forward to many, many more episodes to come. So we will be back again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel for real this time. Cause I know I said that last time and then took a two month break, but I do have new episodes coming up. And as always, let's continue these conversations. If you have something you'd like to share, please join me in the Facebook community. I'll make sure the link is in the description of this episode. And I would love for you to open up a thread where we can continue this conversation from a place of love and openness. Okay, take care.